Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. You know, when you're in those situations in life, particularly when it comes to being under spiritual attack, satanic attack, and you're in the throes of spiritual warfare, oh, you get into the Word, the Word gets into you, and when the Word gets into you, it strengthens you and it encourages you. Is it not true that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God? That's where the strength comes. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Ephesians. Are you in the middle of a spiritual battle? In today's message from Pastor J.D., he encourages us to get into God's Word when we're facing spiritual warfare. Faith comes by hearing the Word of the Lord. When we get into God's Word, His Word gets into us, and this strengthens us. We must remember that God is always with us in our battles. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Ephesians chapter 6 with part one of his message, Satanic Attack. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 12 will be our text. We're going to begin in verse 10 where the Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, is writing and says, Finally, be strong in the Lord... And in his mighty power, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle, verse 12, is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against, that's like the fifth time, That word against, (laughs) I don't like the word against, but there it is, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So (laughs) I want to talk to you today about the reality of satanic attack in the life of a Christian If you're anything like me, and I suspect that you are, it wasn't long after you came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ that you realized that spiritual warfare is very real. And perhaps if you're, again, anything like me, it came sort of by way of a blindside because you weren't expecting it. You were so on fire for the Lord, in love with the Lord, serving the Lord, and then just boom, out of nowhere... Here comes this satanic attack, and you're like, whoa, what is this? I know I've mentioned this prior, but I've really been looking forward to this particular passage for quite some time now. And like with many of you, I'm sure God has used this portion of Scripture here at the end of Ephesians in a powerful way in your life as he has in mine. I'm going to take a careful and prayerful approach to teaching this. I don't want to rush through it. I want us to take the needed time on it. And before we jump in, 
I need to point out a very important truth that's going to be germane to our understanding, and it's that Satan is very powerful. However, we do err greatly in believing that he is God's opposite. He is not. Satan is not omnipotent, meaning all-powerful. He is not omniscient, meaning all-knowing. And he is not certainly omniscient, meaning all-present, everywhere at the same time. Only God is. You know, we say, without realizing it, you know, man, the devil's really been on me this last week. Oh, really? The devil himself? Oh, how do you rate? (laughs) If he's here in Kaneohe or on the windward side of Oahu attacking you, oh, that must say something about you. No, he can't be two places at one time. Only God can. He says his demons, though, and these entities that we're going to look at that Paul lists here, and he schemes and attacks and launches this spiritual attack against the Christian. Here's the problem. And I want to get this dealt with right out of the chute because it's really important. We can either overstate the power that Satan has or we can understate the power that Satan has. And getting a Christian to go to either extreme couldn't make the devil happier because this in and of itself is one of his many successes. Let me maybe expound on that just a little bit here. When we underestimate Satan's power, then his attacks blindside us. I think one of the most successful campaigns of the devil is to get people to believe that he doesn't exist or that he's this little character in red tights with horns and a pitchfork. Please get that image out of your mind. So he succeeds in getting us to sort of be dismissive of who he is and how much power he has. But conversely, he also gets us to overestimate his power. And that's equally as dangerous because when that happens, then he cripples us and paralyzes us in fear. We give him too much credit, as it were. Here's the thing. This does not mean that the devil is not powerful. He is very powerful. It's just that he's not all powerful. I think it was Warren Wiersbe who said that the devil is God's devil. He is a created being. And he is as such limited in what he can do. For those of you who were with us through our study, interesting, fascinating, intriguing study of the book of Job, we saw this. Satan couldn't touch one hair on Job's head unless God gave him permission. 
And God only gave him permission when in the end it would serve God's ultimate purpose for his glory and Job's good. Let me say this in a different way. God will never allow the devil to do anything to us unless it's for our good and his glory in the end. That's the truth. And that should bring great comfort to many of us. One of the things I'm learning in my walk with the Lord, and believe you me, I <laughs> just the satanic attack preparing a sermon on satanic attack? Are you kidding me? No, I'm serious. It manifested physiologically. I mean, he's right there. Oh, I see you're talking about me on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, it's you again. Get thee behind me. What I'm learning is that the devil should be infinitely more afraid of us as Christians than we as Christians should ever be of him. He is a defeated foe. Make no mistake about it. He knows it. He just doesn't want you to know it. And he'll try to deceive you and get you to believe That he can have the victory over you. We give him the power over our lives. He is powerless unless we give it to him. Yes, he can form weapons against us. But no weapon forged against us will ever prosper or prevail because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And Satan wants us to forget that and not realize that. And when he does, he's got us. Bear with me as I draw your attention to specific words that Paul inspired by the Spirit, chooses and uses, starting with the first word there in verse 10, which is the word finally. Interesting word, an important word. You almost get the impression that Paul is wanting to end this amazing epistle to the Ephesians with what he sees as being the most important truth that he can leave us with. And don't you find it interesting that that truth that he would end this epistle with would be the truth about spiritual warfare and satanic attack. I mean, this comes in light of and even in spite of everything that Paul had written about up to this point. And I love the book of Ephesians because the first three chapters are all about the grand and glorious riches that are ours in Christ. All that God has done for us in Christ. All that awaits us in Christ and because of Jesus Christ. And then the last three chapters of Ephesians are our response to all that God has done for us. Don't you also find it interesting that 
on the heels of talking about some real nuts and bolts issues like the Christian marriage, Christian parenting, being a Christian employee or a Christian employer, and being spirit-filled, that he would end this with this? That's what the Holy Spirit had inspired him to do. Not only does Paul end this letter with an important truth, he tells us what we're to do, why we're to do it, and perhaps more importantly, how we're to do it. Let's start with the what. Notice Paul says, we're to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That's what we're to do. And the reason why is so that we can stand against the devil's schemes. You'll forgive me for taking this apart and even looking at specific words, but it's, again, I think very germane to our understanding. So what we're to do is be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, and the reason why we're to do it is so that we will stand. We need to stand, not run, not fall. Stand, not in our own strength, in his strength. It's not by our power, it's by his power. And how? We're to do this by putting on the whole armor of God, which as we're going to see, is done vis-a-vis prayer. Prayer. Oh, we, we memorize the armor, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, and the sword of the Spirit. But we just kind of fizzle out when we get to where Paul says, pray. Do you realize that's how you put the armor on? Let me... Uh, say this. I was actually thinking about this in recent weeks, how that everything that is blessed in my life is blessed because of prayer. Let me flip that around and say it this way. There's nothing in my life that is good, that is a blessing that didn't come by way of prayer. Think about that. I cannot pinpoint, I cannot put my finger on even one thing good in my life that didn't come by way of prayer. My wife and I, next month, no, actually November, boy, that's not good, forget, she's not in this service, so that's okay. (laughs) Don't tell her I said next month, so it's November. We celebrate our 30th wedding anniversary, and I was thinking about how that I prayed for her. And I think about what the scripture says, uh, both Old and New Testament, that he who finds a wife finds a good thing. (laughs) I'm also reminded of Genesis where it says it's not good for a man to be alone. It came by way of prayer. Everything good in my life came by way of prayer. And so I want to talk about the power of prayer as it relates to the armor of God as we make our way through the rest of this epistle. I think we need to understand what it means to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I mean, we we say it, we sing it, we know it, we memorize it, 
but do we really understand what it really means? There is a difference between strength and power. And if you'll kindly permit me, I'll explain it by way of an illustration. So you have a man that is very muscular. And you look at him outwardly and you see this display of strength. But he displays his power when he puts those muscles to use. I mean, you look and go, wow, he's really strong. But you don't see the power until he puts that strength to use, right? So too is this true when it comes to our spiritual strength in the Lord. It's displayed and displays his power and might when it's put to use. I can be strong in the Lord, but the demonstration of that strength is not manifested in all of its power until it's put to use. And here's the reason that this is so important to understand that the strength is in the Lord and the power of his might. We're no match for the devil and his demons in our own strength. But the devil is no match for the Holy Spirit's power in his strength. I think about what Paul said about when he's weak, then he's strong. What does that mean? He realizes he's keenly aware of his own weakness. And in that weakness, he relies completely and totally upon the strength of the Lord. I think about David. At one of the lowest points in his life, when they come back to Ziklag and they realize that all of their wives and children had been kidnapped and taken captive and all of their dwellings had been burnt to the ground. Even his own men who had been so loyal to him turned on him and wanted to kill him. And what do we read David did? He strengthened himself in the Lord. What, what does that look like? Oh, you know, when you're in those situations in life, particularly when it comes to being under spiritual attack, satanic attack, and you're in the throes of spiritual warfare, Oh, you get into the word, the word gets into you. And when the word gets into you, it strengthens you and it encourages you. Is it not true that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God? That's where the strength comes. We're strengthened in our faith. We're encouraged in our faith. And we're empowered in our faith. Well, this brings us to the why which is that when we're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, it's in that strength, in his power, that we're able to stand against, and here's another word, the schemes of the devil. In other words, we're not going to fall prey to the devil because we're going to be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. By the way, the Ephesians 
knew a thing or two about satanic attack and demonic possession. And we know this because of the book of Acts, which tells us that many of the Christians there in Ephesus had come out of demon possession. So much so, Ephesus was actually known for the Ephesian book of spells. There, of course, was the very demonic worship at the temple of Diana, also known as the temple of Artemis, where unspeakable things took place. Very demonic, very satanic. And these Ephesians had come out of that background. Now let's get to the how. I want to spend time on the how because this to me is most important. And I really need for you to believe you, me. Satan does not want you to hear this teaching. I would suggest even now he's bringing thoughts and distractions to your mind about things you got to do later on today and even this week and tonight. Please don't let him do that. He did it to me trying to prepare this. So I really need for you, and I would just humbly ask that you really concentrate and think through what I'm going to share with you. The most important thing we can do is to know who the enemy is and is not. Stay with me, please. This again is where specific words come into play and This one has to do with the word struggle. I think it's better translated wrestle. And here's why. Wrestling is a full contact and very exhausting sport and endeavor. And to me, that's an apt description of what the Apostle Paul, by the Spirit of God, is saying here. See, we're wrestling, wrestling. I think of Jacob wrestling with the Lord all night. That was Jesus, a Christophany as it's called, a pre-Bethlehem appearance of Jesus the Christ. And he's wrestling. This is full on, full contact. And that kind of changes the complexion of the exhortation from the Apostle Paul, doesn't it? Because what he's saying is, is that we are wrestling full contact with specific entities of different rankings in the spiritual realm and not people. We're so glad you joined us today for Pastor J.D.'s continuing teaching in the book of Ephesians. If you'd like to learn more about the Apostle Paul's letter, we encourage you to continue reading ahead. As you do, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal the truths and promises contained in its verses to you. You can also hear additional teachings from Pastor J.D. on this book by visiting our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. Listen online or download these teachings to have available anytime. We've created a mobile app for Apple and Android devices too, so you can take Pastor J.D.'s teachings with you on the go. Download from your app store or find a link at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. While you're there, be sure to check out the Mideast Prophecy Update. 
Each Friday and Saturday, Pastor J.D. updates us on where the world is in conjunction with the prophecies of the Bible. He takes the time to comb through the news and tell us how world events line up with God's plan as stated in His Word. If you'd like to catch the latest edition of the Mideast Prophecy Update, visit our website and click on the YouTube link. If you're in the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come be a part of our weekly services. Calvary Chapel Kaneohe meets each Sunday at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. We'd love to have you join us as we praise the Lord and learn from His Word. Find out more at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. That's all we have time for today. Pastor J.D. will have much more to share with us from Ephesians when you join us again right here on In Spirit and Truth Radio. Holy me to 